Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Part of our big double hitter today on Coach Sheehan Show, Team 980, is that we were able to get two of the whales in the industry to join us today on a Friday before the NFL playoffs go to the next level. And we start with the legendary columnist of the Washington Times and living legend, Tom Lavero. Tommy, how are you, man? All right, Doc, how you doing today? You staying nice and warm up there? Well, yeah, but also, you know, whenever the coach, you know, it's like having the teacher, having a substitute teacher. You know, the coach is out, so Denton and I, we get to do whatever the hell we want to do. And we're cutting up a little bit. And well, uh, I used to remember, I remember torturing the substitute teacher in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were a load, boy, in high school. Do you remember that teacher's name? Uh, yes, I do. And she was the husband of a full-time teacher there. And my track coach, one time after practice, pulled me aside and slapped me in the face for giving her such a hard time. Really? Yes. Now, didn't you heard that right. <laughs> the athletic one, track and field. <laughs> yeah. I threw the shot in this, Doc. I didn't, I didn't do too oh, much Oh, come on, Tommy. Jumping. You're modest. I was just about to tell him about the story in Indianapolis at the Super Bowl <laughs> when you were <laughs> – so we'll have to do that on a day not leading into playoff games because we got Absolutely. a lot of serious agendas and people will be angry at me if I don't share your knowledge. We were talking about Quinn, who I like, and Raheem Morris. Here's my theory. I really would prefer someone that's already been a head coach so I don't have to take the risk of them not being a good one. And he's already done it now twice. And, and I, and he's been around. I want somebody just like both guys have been around smart people, but it's hard to beat Shanahan and McVay. And so that's why in that deal. So I want to know, same question to you, Dan Quinn or Raheem Morris. Well, Dan Quinn has taken a team to a Super Bowl and should have won the Super Bowl, but didn't. Uh, so uh, I think he did, didn't he? Wasn't Dan Quinn? Yeah, he, he no, did. No, the coach of the Atlanta. He was, yeah, he was the coach yeah, of the Atlanta. Yeah, the one that right. the Belichick. Yeah. And yeah. Shanahan and uh, him blew it. Yeah. Right. Uh, look, Doc, I want the coach that Adam Peters wants to be the coach. Yeah. That's who I want to be the coach. I, I don't presume that I, I agree with your premise that I'd rather have a coach with head coaching experience 
because yeah. a lot of times they're probably going to be better the second time around because yep. they know the mistakes they made the first time. Exactly. You know, and being the head coach is a big difference than being an assistant in any sport. You know, if you're the assistant, players probably went to you and complained about the head coach while yep. they were on, while you were an assistant somewhere. <laughs> That's part of your you're job. Right. You know, you're but right. the head coach, you don't, you, you don't get that, you know, because you're the head guy. You got to be the hard guy. So I mean, there's look. North Turner was maybe the, one of the greatest play callers of his era. Was not a good head coach because of that factor right there. So I, I mean, I've got questions about anyone who has not been a head coach. But ultimately, I want the coach that Adam Peters wants because now he's your GM. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. I also look at, again, I believe, you know, success leaves clues in that Raheem and the influence of Shanahan, Shanahan and McVay, and of course we had them all here, which will always define us. It'll take a great effort by Adam Peters and company to remove that's our narrative. What place had all these scientists in it and ended up, you know, dying because they couldn't come up with a formula to fix it? These guys would have been able to figure out blindfolded. That'll be a a topic if this regime fails to reach its goals. But I still think that Raheem, Tampa, and Atlanta, not once, but twice. And it also comes in, I call it being bilingual. Can you communicate and connect with every player on your team? They're from different backgrounds, different ethnicity. Everything's different. Not every head coach connects. I think we've just been through a period where they sounded like they connected, but there was a big disconnect. And so you need a great communicator, a great teacher, and a motivator. Yes. It's a lot. You know, you, you need you need to have a guy with vision and who can who can articulate that vision in short, easy to comprehend uh sentences and vocabulary and, and to when speaking to his team. It's it's I mean, I'm not talking about cliche stuff. So I'm talking about right. being able to put your vision into words. So right. that your, your your players can consume it. And ultimately, the most important thing any coach, an assistant or a head coach can do, is instill confidence in the players that when they go out there on Sunday, their coach has given them the best chance to win. Now it's up yep. to them. Well, I don't that's think, where the uh, Houston Texans and the Green yes. Bay Packers come in. They're yes. the two programs now, youth. Tom, as long as you've covered this league, I don't ever know, Can't I can't recall a team with this level of youth that had won a playoff game. I, neither can I, Doc. Neither can I. I, I, just, I mean, they're, they're, I, they're fun to watch. They, they, yeah. are, they, are, they are playing like they don't know they're not supposed to be there, and teams like that are always dangerous. But I think the danger ends on Saturday afternoon at M&T Bank Stadium. Yeah, no, and it, and it should. But the Ravens would be the first to tell you. They've been here before. Yes, they have. When something should have happened that didn't. 
And I go, well, what combination does that take? First of all, you, they're not scared. The Packers, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it blew me away watching them, watching that system and that coach who was credited for very little because A.A. Aaron took all the oxygen up in the room, and I was one that agreed Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, and he made it happen. And Lafleur, I'll never understand the move he made on not going forward on a fourth and one. I think they were playing uh, Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. And so I didn't really know what his system was because Aaron made sure it was going to be Aaron's system. But after further review, I've not seen anybody have this level of youth and competency all in one. And then the Houston Texans. Where'd that come from? Defensive-minded coach. That's why I love our, I got to have an offensive guy. Really? Why? What you need is, and that's why I love Adam Peters. No, we need the best leader. D'Amico Ryan? Yeah. Come on, Slim. He's a beast. You can surround yourself with assistant coaches that can help you with diagramming, with the programming, with the X's and O's. It, it's vision. Again, it's instilling that confidence in the players. Adam Peters, you know, it's funny about Adam Peters. I wrote about this in my column in the Washington Times. I'll bet you he's heard all the horror stories that have taken place in that building before because he worked with Kyle. Okay? So, I I mean, you know, Kyle probably, you know, (laughs) over a couple of beers, maybe laughing one night, told him some Dan Snyder Ashburn stories that yep. probably made Adam Peters' toes curl. Now, that's all yep. the, in the past, but at least this general manager probably knows the horrors that took place here because he heard them firsthand from Kyle. And I think that's, that's a, a good, good point. thing. Because, that's a good point. Because that way he can maybe empathize a little bit with the fan base that suffered through it. You know, a lot of outsiders come here and they get pissed off because they don't like the idea that, you know, that fans are so negative that, you know, they're not jumping on board 100% with them, but they don't understand what the fan base has been through. I'll bet you this guy's heard it firsthand from Kyle. So that's another reason I like Adam Peters. That's a great – you know, well, again, this is what you do. This is what you do, and you do it so very well. We got an issue in Philadelphia and Dallas – and what was your reaction to Jerry retaining Fred Flintstone as head coach? Fred Flintstone, I love that. Well, again, Doc, for, for any coach whose team is not in the playoffs, for any owner whose team is not in the playoffs, I don't understand how you are not looking at your coach and seeing what's out there in a Bill Belichick, in, in a Mike Vrabel, in a Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. in a Jim Harbaugh, Mm-hmm. And saying, you know, this is an opportunity. I may love my young coach. I may think, you know, he's he hasn't done anything to get fired. But look what I have a chance to have. I mean, that's what that's what should be driving the coaching decisions as much as anything. Not necessarily who should be fired, but who's available to be hired. Yeah, I thought I mean, even how, the how interrogation. Jerry can, how Jerry cannot make a move. Or, or Jeff Lurie cannot make a move with that field of 
four available. Can you imagine Pete Carroll? I know Pete Carroll, but no one's counting Pete Carroll in. But the Dallas Cowboys, by all counts, are ready to made win team. Yep. You put Pete Carroll on that sideline, and they're not losing those playoff games. Yeah, no, at 72, the Energizer Bunny. But again, the same thing he did at University of Southern California. He speaks in tongues. Yeah. He relates to all. And he can take a high-profile moment and eat it alive, where a lot of people aren't built for it. Pete's built for it and proven that he can get it done from the defensive side of the ball. And you're right. But Jerry could never do that. If not, Jimmy might still be there. Jerry's willing to leave this earth with the understanding that they never win again in order for him to be the reason they win. And it may be the thing that he takes to the grave with him because there's no guarantee it'll happen as close as they are. They're extremely undisciplined. They give away so much yardage, they help you beat them. I know. And that's not and, a smart and, and, team. And the scene of C.D. Lamb on the sideline having yeah. to be basically cajoled and talked into basically playing, I mean, that's not going to happen with a Pete Carroll. That's not going to happen with a Jim Harbaugh no, or yeah. Mike Vrabel. That's just no. not going to happen, no. you know? So, But you're right about the Cowboys. With the commanders now under new ownership, new leadership, the only team left in this league, I think, that has the aura of self-destruction around them, are the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys will find a way to beat themselves almost every time, and that's because it starts at the top with the owner. Yeah, they, they help you. D.D.? Uh, Tommy, with the number two overall pick, do you have a preference on what direction they go to with the with quarterback there? No, I don't. I, I'm not as well-versed. I mean, since, you know, since my days playing in college, uh, I have such, you know – kind of sour memories of how my career like went belly up well it was a so tough pay... injury tommy don't right. don't be hard on yourself okay so i don't pay uh, much attention to college but i want them to pick a quarterback uh and coach sheehan tells me that uh, Jaden daniels is a pretty good quarterback so yeah. any one of the top three him or or drake or caleb if they're lucky would be fine with me but they better pick a quarterback so you wouldn't maneuver, leverage, move down a few spaces to pick up more capital. No, if that's you wanted arrogant. Caleb that, and the Bears take that, Caleb, yeah. would you move and back I, from two if someone was willing to, to go up and they wanted one of the kids that you don't necessarily love? No, I mean, that's arrogance. You, you, okay. that, that's, thinking that, you know, that, that's thinking you're smarter than everybody else. It's a real simple equation. You've got a chance to pick – possibly, and we never know for sure, a quarterback that will finally take you out of the desert. And you think, well, let me, let me try to get more out of it. That's being greedy. That's greedy. You've got the opportunity, and you want to make more of it? No, not me. Okay. Mike McDonald. Baby Belichick is what I'm referencing him, him as. I haven't heard in a long time about a guy being credited defensively for outwitting people within the era of the Shanahan, all these offenses, he has been done the best against the quote Shanahan rave and how he's beaten all of those people, including them. So is this guy special? No, he hadn't been a head coach, but what's your take? Well, 
if he's working for the Ravens and he's successful, he probably is special. It's a special organization. I know it drives Washington fans nuts no, to hear I that. No, I'm with you, dog. It's a we special organization. We're talking, we're talking three head coaches since they came to Baltimore. Yeah. And two general managers. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's a special or, organization. Yeah, Mike McDonald seems to have uh, at least the knowledge about him to put him over the top of almost every opponent he faces week in and week out. Uh, but like you said, he has not been a head coach. But the fact that he's in demand so quickly in that job uh, tells me that the rest of the league recognizes his ability as well. Uh, Tommy, when you look at the games this weekend, do you trust that this is the the year that Buffalo finally beats Kansas City in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I think if this was the chance uh, to do it, this would be the year to do it. Buffalo's coming in very hot. Uh, you know, after after that midseason meltdown that they had. And Kansas City, I mean, if their receivers have a hard time catching the ball when it's 50 degrees out, how are they going to do uh, in Buffalo weather? They've, they've got a, a group of receivers that, that seem to, you know, wilt under pressure, and uh, Pat Mahomes can't win it himself. So, uh, yeah, I think this is the year that Buffalo winds up getting past Kansas City. Where does Eric Bieniemy end up? Well, I don't know, Doc. I wasn't particularly impressed with EB in his time here. Uh, I would hire him as an offensive coordinator on my team based on what I saw here. And this was his opportunity. And we saw a quarterback regress over the course of a season plan that everybody – uh, sitting in the stands could see wasn't working most of the time. Uh, I mean, the general consensus is you have to spoon feed a young quarterback and not throw him into the middle of the pool. Now, whether that was Ron's decision or not, I think Eric Bieniemy had enough power and influence to speak up if it wasn't his decision as well. So I wasn't particularly impressed with Eric Bieniemy here in Washington, and I certainly wouldn't hire him as a head coach. You think Kansas City right now would send a limo to pick him up? Uh, he can't go out and catch the ball for them. I don't think they're. I don't think their play calling is the problem in Kansas City. I, I think their personnel is the problem in Kansas City. But, but I think that that's where he'll probably wind up in some kind of role uh, at at some point. But uh, I don't think the play calling is the problem with the Chiefs. All right. Well. Brother Lavero, um, DD, unless you have anything else, man, I, I th- our time is up. And well, I, I got, I got sure one more. To pay him double. I got one more quick one if you okay. got time. This one comes no, directly um, from the head man himself, Kevin Sheehan. As you know, Tommy, big wrestling fan, that Kevin Sheehan. Uh, he says it's Royal Rumble season. What's your favorite Royal Rumble match? Uh, well, you know, I know you, I know you think you're, 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 you're preaching to the choir here, but I haven't followed wrestling that closely lately. I know I wrote a book about wrestling, you know, the rise and fall of ECW, but I've been checked out for, for quite a few years. I appreciate, I love the game, you know, I love, I love the spectacle of it. So I can't, you know, I checked out before Royal Rumble became a big deal. Look at Denton, I saw Bruno Sammartino wrestle Cowboy Bill Watts 
in the old Madison really? Square Garden. Wow. The one before wow. this one. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, does this mean that Chris Russell then is the undisputed king of WWE? No, no, I am the undisputed king of WWE around these yeah, parts. Yeah, that's that, that's that's yeah, role right me. there. <laughs> okay, so the rooster. Oh no way! Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, help a brother out. Multiple concussions. I'm sticking to that. Tommy, you're the best, man. Thanks for spending time with us. Anything you'd like us to pass on to Ben Standing? No, that's okay. Except when I when I tweeted that somebody put something on Twitter about Roberto Alomar. And I tweeted out that day in and day out in 1996, Roberto Alomar was the best player I've ever seen in baseball. And Ben Standick agreed with me. So tell him thanks for that shout-out. All right, good deal. You're the best, brother. You know the coach. The coach will give you a thumbs up on this one. That, folks, okay, boss. is the columnist for the Washington Times, Tom Lavero. Didi, let's take a break, man. We just keep playing the hits right here. You got a chance to join us. If you want to light it up, Didi, the Ace Law listener line is a place to go. 301-230-0980. And isn't it great? We got a Chris Russell tab in there. I can't wait to talk to the rooster. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 